Hello and welcome to Pumped, the Inside Podcast by Schwalbe. I'm your host Tobias Wogon and I'm talking here with Schwalbe athletes from different disciplines, from downhill to cross country or from triathlon to road racing. And today I'm talking to triathlete Alistair Brownlee, who won the Olympics in London five years ago. This year in Tokyo, he wasn't able to compete due to an injury. In this podcast, we're talking about what happened and what his new goals are for the future of triathlon. Hello, Alessa. Thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast with us. Where are you right now? Where are you right now? Uh, hi, how are you doing? Thank you very much for uh, having me. At the moment, I am at home um, in Leeds in Yorkshire, UK. Okay, but you just came from a really um, yeah hot gravel race in Granada, but you're a, a triathlete. How does it fit together that you're um, training for triathlon and then switching to, to gravel bike? Well, yeah, I am definitely a, a triathlete, but uh, with um, races being cancelled and, and me having an ankle injury, I saw this year as a opportunity to do some different type of racing, which was great. You know, it's been really tough for me uh, not being able to race as I'd like this year and uh, with injuries and um, that's been really, really mentally tough on me. But I thought, mm -hmm. why not try and have a positive and, and do some of the different things that you've always wanted to do but never had the chance to do. And uh, one of those was Badlands uh, bike, bike endurance event. I've never, ever done any, anything like that before in my life. I decided about 10 days before the race to do it. Uh, it's a 750 kilometers, mostly off-road, uh, non-stop, race around the south of Spain in, starting in Granada uh, and it was incredible it had uh, 16,000 meters of climbing uh, went through deserts over mountains uh, by the coast spent all kinds of time through the middle of um, the middle of absolutely nowhere I, I had uh, no idea that you could be so rural in different parts of Spain but I, I, I really enjoyed it nice but how is it for you as a triathlete from the UK, which is probably not the sunniest place in the world, <laughs> going on a gravel race in Spain, which is super hot and, and dusty and yeah, completely different terrain than you used to. Yeah, it was a big challenge, definitely. Uh, <laughs> you know, I came from home and it wasn't particularly warm and there was definitely points where I was out uh, cycling um, in in the event and it was maybe even over 45 degrees so it was really really super hot at times um, in the only kind of real desert there is in, in Europe and I'm cycling straight through it and you're right yeah very dusty uh, very challenging riding conditions um, but mostly I I was going obviously quite steady you know if, you, if you're pedaling for 750 kilometers it took me two and a half days You're not pushing too hard. So mm -hmm. as long as uh, at one point I did actually have really bad cramp in my hands. But apart from that, I didn't really have any problems. And I just slowly uh, slowly and surely made sure that I had plenty of water. I was taking lots of salt in. And that seemed to um, mean that I was fine just cycling along. Okay. 
So slowly but surely the sport of triathlon seems to pick up again and many events are taking place um, even after Olympics. How does it look for you? Are you already able um, to race again or have you already finished your season for yourself? I'm hoping maybe to race at the back end of the year, but I've had a, a really bad ankle injury this year. Um, I was training hard and everything was going well early in the year. I ended up uh, having a really bad injury and having to have surgery on it. And I've been recovering from that ever since. Um, and that's been physically and mentally really tough. Uh, with some of the big races, such as Ironman Kona um, being postponed, I decided that Uh, there was no need to really, um, you know, push this year and decided actually to give my ankle time to get better um, and reassess. And so hopefully I've done that now. Um, hopefully my ankle is getting in a good position. And if I can race at the back end of this year, um, I will. If not, I'll focus on uh, focus on races next year. Okay. So you were not able to participate in the main race in, in Tokyo due to this injury. So you were not able to um, yeah to get another Olympic title. How hard was it for you, especially after last year the the Olympics got postponed and this year the your ankle injury happened. And how did your ankle injury happen? This year has been very very challenging for me um at, on lots of different levels um training was going well and uh, my ankle injury just came out of nowhere it was very frustrating uh, and i've struggled yeah struggled with it pretty much now for six months mm -hmm. so not only have i been trying to deal with it but uh, also had the difficulty of um of you know missing races and, and that's what i love doing and, and that's what i want to be able to do so it's been um, it's been really really tough uh, to to cope to cope with that definitely, um, but on the you know it has given me the chance to to do some of the kind of gravel racing um, that I haven't had the chance to do wouldn't have got the chance to do otherwise, and um, that that has been a positive. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's looking better now. My um, ankle is improving and it's going to be at the, the the point where I can you know race race well on it soon and um, yeah I, I'm looking forward to nothing more than um, just getting back to doing what I love which is uh, training hard and being able to race yeah I mean that that sounds pretty good that you're feeling that the ankle is uh, getting better and maybe it, it's also yeah quite good for you after so many years of um Of training hard and doing triathlon to yeah uh, getting reset and doing some other things you were not able to do otherwise um, do you think that helps you to be a little bit come back a little bit fresher and with a different mindset I hope so I've, I've spent uh, a lot of time in you know as a, as a professional sportsman now and it's been absolutely it's fantastic it you know it is very literally my childhood dream to uh, to to be a professional athlete um, and so I'm, I'm forever uh, forever <laughs> thankful for that um, but at the same time you know for me I did sport before as a professional athlete and sport 
is a massive part of my life uh, and always will be. And there's a load of competitions, um, you know, events, challenges, whether that's gravel racing or many other things that I've always thought, oh, I'd love to be able to do that, but I haven't been able to because, you know, you're training hard for the next race or the race is coming or you're preparing and it doesn't fit in with the training schedule. Mm -hmm. So it has been, um, it's been really nice to have the opportunity to do some of those uh, things that I haven't had the chance to do before. Yeah. So because of your racing success and um, everything you do, you're very uh, well known in the sport. But far behind, uh, beyond the borders of the sport, you became super well known because of a video where you dragged your brother, who was leading in the race, but almost collapsed in the in the last meters of the um, of the running, and you dragged him over the the finish line. Why did you do that? And um, even if you lose some some spots in your own race. That was a crazy uh, situation and yeah, for us it was mad that uh, people all of a sudden knew who uh, who Johnny and I were uh, because, you know, because of this um, this crazy situation in, in Mexico where I picked Johnny up and, and dragged him over the line. But yeah, for sure, I'm, uh, uh, obviously it, it was great for the sport of triathlon and, and great for that recognition um why did i do it it's almost impossible to answer this question <laughs> it <laughs> happened uh it happened literally in the blink of an eye um and you know i was fully uh in the middle of the race modes uh, i thought this is going fantastic johnny was winning the race it meant that he was going to win the world title uh, it was you know we'd had a long tough year of racing and i was really happy for uh for johnny and everyone um And then I get around the, the last corner and Johnny is stumbling around and I'm thinking, oh no, you know, I know what's <laughs> happened. This is, a, this is a disaster. And yeah, uh, and then I decide, I'm like, right, um, I have to, you know, what can I do here to, to help Johnny, uh, to, to get Johnny to the finish line? This is a medical emergency. And yeah, without really thinking about it, you know, I had one, one second of, of thought or not thought, I... Um, grabbed Johnny and started pulling him towards the finish line. Yeah, so that was definitely a, a really big moment in, in sport and the video is really often used, used outside of the sport as a best example of teamwork and, and sportsmanship. But how much teamwork is the sport of triathlon? Um, well, I think, um, you know, ultimately you stand on the start line and you uh, you compete on your own. You know, everyone knows in triathlon you stand on that start line and you run into the water or dive into the water and then you're really on your own. But I think, firstly, uh, it takes a, a lot of people to help get you to that start line and uh, I'm really lucky to work with some fantastic people, um, you know, who support me and help me out whether that's um, coaches, friends, uh, <laughs> physiotherapists, or the, or the medical staff, nutritionists, physiologists. You know, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm fantastically lucky with who I get to, um, who I get to work with, and that's a, that's a real honor. So, um, 
Yeah, I think, you know, that's where the, the real teamwork comes in and uh, the group of guys that I train with uh, almost every day. But I also think, um, I also think, yeah, you know, there is a little bit of team tactics you can play in the race. And, and Johnny and me, when we've raced together, you know, have tried to look out for each other um, and race in a way that helps each of us individually, but, you know, helps both of us. And yeah, I, I think there is a little bit of chance to do that, but not a massive amount. You know, it's not like professional cycling, for example. Mm -hmm. But the the teamwork is more before and after the race than in the race. So the teamwork happened when you when you can't see it, right? I yeah, the the vast the big majority of the teamwork happens when you can't see it. It happens when. Yeah, on like this morning, uh, we're talking on a Thursday and I've been to the swimming pool and, you know, I've got someone, people who come to the pool with me to train and help push me on in the lane next to me. I've got uh, coaches on the side of the pool who turn up and uh, are there with a stopwatch taking and recording the times and uh, telling me to work harder. Uh, and yeah, you, I, you see uh, a physiotherapist, you know, tomorrow massage to help keep my body healthy. You see the the coach in the gym who's working hard to also help keep my, the body healthy a really big team of fantastic people around me um, and you definitely uh, of course you know these you need these people when you're training hard and you're training for the really big events um, but I think the people and the people who support and help you are most important when things don't go well you know when you mm -hmm. have had an injury um, and you're struggling and, and you're trying to come back because that's not as endurance athletes uh, I don't do triathlon and endurance sport to uh, to spend time in the gym uh, or to spend time with the physio or any of those things I do endurance sport because I like swimming cycling and running I love racing <laughs> um, I love being competitive I love being outside I love exploring and so yeah uh, I think um, you never need good people around you more than when uh, when, when things go wrong Yeah, yeah, that's well said. Um, you're super lucky that your brother is doing this sport at, on a similar level than you. Do you use that and train a lot together or are you both on a completely different schedule and training plan? Well, most of the time, yeah, we do train together, even when we're training for different events. You know, a lot of our... A lot of our um, a lot of our training is very similar and so we do all the training we can together uh, and that's been a massive advantage for the mm -hmm. past for us in the past because yeah that's what we like doing we like uh, pushing each other on we like being able to train with each other day in day out we we uh, yeah we're, we're competitive when it gets to training obviously <laughs> and uh, i think that's important for for both of us um, so yeah we, we we're very um, we're very lucky in that way and I look forward, yeah, obviously going forward to training with each other even more. Yeah. So during the first um, Corona wave, it was really difficult for many triathletes to train because especially swimming was a big issue with pools were closed and they were not able to, to swim. And you just moved your workout to a lake and... Yeah, you, you continued training. Did that affect your training in any in any way? So there was a period when I um, 
couldn't train at all because we were in lockdown and kind of everything was closed and we weren't really leaving our house. Mm-hmm. And then there was a period where I, um, I, I had a, I got a very, very lucky to have an endless pool in my house. Uh, so I was using the endless pool and that was great. And I was really, uh, I was really enjoying actually swimming in an endless pool every morning. And then we had the chance to be able to train outside uh, in the lake, which is, I've actually swum in the same lake for 20 years, pretty much. And uh, we, we were going and swimming there every morning, uh, a few of us, and it was fantastic. You know, the lake is really beautiful. Uh, and rather than normally I might do one or two sessions outside in the lake every week, I was uh, doing five mornings a week in the lake uh, and I actually really really enjoyed it I think it was good for my swimming and um, yeah it's just a lovely way to start the day when it is sunny in uh, northern England as you know which doesn't happen an awful lot <laughs> but when uh, the, the, the nice sunny mornings when you're diving into a lake uh, obviously it's a, a, a little bit better than diving into a swimming pool yeah and with most of the races you do the swimming is in lakes or in rivers or even in the ocean is it impossible for you to to train in in lakes or doesn't is it uh, just yeah it doesn't matter if you train in the pool or in the in the lake is there any difference well most of the racing i do is Yeah, open water, um, lakes, rivers, sea, whatever. Um, and I, I think it's important to have a balance of uh, different training. Um, I think, uh, you know, obviously you can't swim open water through the winter, so it's great to do that in the pool. Uh, I think um, it's better maybe for me personally to do really quality stuff um, in, in the swimming pool because... It's very measurable, and I know exactly mm -hmm. how fast I'm swimming, and I can adjust that to swim exactly the the right pace that I want to swim for that particular effort level, um, and to do the session to to the best of my ability. Um, so, like you know, if I'm doing a session like I'm doing this morning, I'm I'm trying to really specifically get the right kind of pace, um, right within a second per hundred. You know, it's something I I work mm -hmm. really hard on. Okay. Um, and you can't really do that in the open water but yeah I think the balance is important so in the summer I really like the kind of combination of swimming about three times a week inside and uh, two times a week outside and, and I tend to do my more aerobic uh, long steady swimming outside and my harder swimming in the pool because it's a bit more measurable but <laughs> I have done lots of the harder swimming outside and I, I enjoy doing that as well. When it become clear that you would not be able to compete in in the Tokyo Games, you announced that you would now concentrate more on the longer distance. Why decide you to to do this change? I'd already been competing a bit of the longer distance for quite a bit of time. Um, after the Rio Olympic Games, I decided you know I wanted a change of focus. I'd been racing. Uh, World Series triathlon for over a decade, <laughs> and uh, you know, going to three Olympic Games, I thought it was a great opportunity to do uh, to concentrate more on the longer distance, and you know that that's fantastic. I've I've been a triathlete since I was eight years old, I think, and so I've known about uh, long distance racing and Ironman, and um, you know, it's something that 
almost all the way back then I, I wanted to do. So it was very much a, a natural progression for me. Um, so yeah, it, it's something that I was motivated to do. And um, yeah, going forward, I, I want to try and do uh, long distance racing and Ironman to the best of my ability. So when I think of triathlon as a completely triathlon outsider, I always think about the Ironman and all the athletes like Frodo and all the people around. What is the attraction of the Ironman distance? <laughs> That's a good question because it seems a bit crazy, doesn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think, um, you know, I've... Like I've been a triathlete my whole life. Um, it's a massive part of my life, and uh, it's the long distance triathlon is you know it's a challenge in itself. Just doing that distance, um, it's got this kind of mystical uh, history about it of where where the sport of triathlon came from, and I like that. Um, and it brings in so many challenges. You know, the physical challenge obviously of being fit enough to to go fast and race at that level for four or eight hours. Um, there's the the technical challenge I think of uh, aerodynamics on the bike, which is something I I really enjoy, and uh, I think yeah I've really enjoyed that. The the obviously it's important Olympic, but it's a lot more important to to try and save a few watts here or there, whether that's aerodynamics or rolling resistance. Obviously working with the tires mm -hmm. um, to to have the lowest rolling resistance and aerodynamics you can because one or two watts here or there make quite a big difference over 180 kilometers <laughs> and you don't want you don't want to be putting in any more um any more effort than you have to and enjoy that technical challenge i've, I've enjoyed the technical challenge of really trying to maximize nutrition as well because over over an eight hour race nutrition becomes really really important if you if you if you get that wrong you're not going to uh you, you're not going to keep going for eight hours you're going to get in problems very quick um, yeah. And so maximizing your ability to, to absorb and metabolize energy. Um, and I've enjoyed those physical, technical, and scientific challenges. Mm -hmm. And how hard is the, the mental factor of, a, of an Ironman? Because on the, on the um, normal triathlon, it's, I mean, it, it, it's still long, but it's, it's okay. But on the triathlon, I mean, if you come from a, from the bike with 180Ks and then still have to run um, a marathon. So how hard is it to get out of the of the lows you will definitely have during the race? You definitely have uh, good periods and bad periods in long distance racing. And uh, I think you just have to keep your head down and keep going and uh, yeah, not worry about it. Um, for me, trying to break it down and trying to be very objective and uh, about it, it helps. So that might be, you know, for example, if you're on the bike, I'm just telling myself, right, I just need to keep pedaling at this watts, uh, what time I am I in, right in the next five, ten minutes, I need to try and drink this much, I need to um, eat this much, and just try to be really kind of focused and objective and clinical about what I'm doing when that's what's worked for me best um, mm -hmm. although I will say I haven't done too many Ironmans yet uh, and I'd say I've only done one 
quite well. So uh, <laughs> I, I should pro- I probably need a bit more experience before I tell other people exactly what's worked for me. <laughs> okay. Um, but focusing on the longer distance, how does uh, this will affect your your training? I think the difference between long distance and short distance training, uh, I think for me, uh, about... Uh, I'd say 80% of the training is the same. Um, uh, you're training for an endurance event, um, and basically most of that is uh, training, I guess, for aerobic efficiency, so uh, relatively low-level endurance training, quite steady uh, with the when you're doing intensity, you're doing that pretty hard and infrequently. Uh, I think the the kind of main differences for long distance events is obviously you want to be able to um, ride in the bike position and put power out in an aerodynamic position and I think uh, so training for time trialing and and constant effort uh, while time trialing is something um, that I've I've put a lot of time and effort into in the past and um, and really focused on that and I think that that's really important Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially for the really long distance, so Ironman distance, um, uh, nutrition becomes really important and, and training to get the nutrition right, I think is important. Um, and so that I, th- I say they're the, the kind of two main differences, but outside that, uh, for me, again, I, again, I haven't done that many of them <laughs> yeah. and I probably should do more successfully. But um, yeah, for me, that's the two main differences that I've, I've kind of done so far. Okay. And what are your goals for the rest of this season and for next season? Well, for the rest of this season at the moment, um, I'm really focusing on just getting the, uh, getting the ankle fit and healthy. You know, that's, that's, that's my goal. And then being able to train as hard as I can and, um, and then focus, yeah, focus on, 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 being fit and competitive next year so that's what uh yeah that, that's my, that's my focus at the moment and um but if uh, if things do go really well and you know maybe i shouldn't get too ahead of myself after such a hard year but if things do go really well it'd be fantastic to be able to uh to to be able to race at some point this year maybe maybe in december we'll see um but next season yeah uh, two main things that I uh, I've got the sub seven project, which is really interesting, uh, and that's to do an Ironman in under seven hours, and so I'm working hard physically and, and technically on on that project, and so yep, to do an Ironman under seven hours is my first main um, aim, and also to win the Ironman World Championships. Okay, so that sounds really really good, and I wish you all the best for um, yeah. Hopefully we we see you racing already this year again and um, I wish you a good training during the winter and we will talk next year hopefully again so thanks a lot for your time and uh, all the best yeah thank you very much for having me thank you bye 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 bye